So I noticed this the other day, that all the important things in life are invisible. So I take this weekly yoga class from a friend of mine. We usually do it on the grass outside at a park, and it's a very nice, calming way to start my weekend. And it's really cool because if I'm paying attention, it gets me to really feel things in my body and to see the deeper connection between what I experience on the mat and what I experience in life off the mat. One of the most memorable classes for me was when we were doing these backbends under the gazebo because it was raining that day. I still remember the chilly air and the struggle I was having with camel pose. If you're not familiar with camel pose, this is what it looks like. You're standing on your knees and your upper body is arched back like a bow. And your arms are extended and reaching back to your feet, supporting your torso. And your neck is hanging back to continue that arch of your spine. Can you imagine yourself doing it? Honestly, it's pretty tough and uncomfortable. But I managed to get into the pose right away. And I was kind of proud of myself for being able to do this difficult pose. And then my arms started hurting. Like I was pulling something I wasn't supposed to. And so I had to admit defeat and come out of the pose. My friend came over to help me. And I realized that I was overextending my arms in my effort to reach back and grab my feet. Because that's what the pose looked like to me. So she walked me through all the steps again for getting into the pose safely. Isometrically hugging your legs towards the midline to turn on your adductor muscles, taking the tops of your thigh bones back to hollow out the groin, wrapping the glutes down and around the hip, and tucking the tailbone. Now your low belly turns on, those abs you forgot you had, and this protects your lower back. Now, taking the shoulders up towards the head with an inhale, and with an exhale, taking them back, and hugging the shoulder blades together. Now you have a strong foundation. With all the bones and muscles doing their proper thing, 
and you've created enough length and space in your body to get into the pose. You lean back just a little, and it's right there. And it's okay if it's not totally there. If you can't arch all the way back, you can always put your hands on your hips instead. And do as much as you feel okay doing. That's simply where you are with this pose today. An honest reflection. Nothing more, nothing less. As the class went on, my friend mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the ego will often want to achieve a certain thing. You see the camel pose and you want to do it. For whatever reason, maybe you're in a competitive mode with other people or with yourself. You want to prove something. Or you feel like you're supposed to do it because you're in a yoga class. Whatever the reason is, you see that you're supposed to arch your back all the way and your hands should touch the feet. So that becomes your goal to achieve. Almost there. Just a little more. Yes, I got it. Sorry, that was a little gruesome. But seriously, that's how injuries can happen. When you bypass the process and you just try to get to the finish line. When you don't take the time to build a proper foundation because you're busy trying to replicate the thing that you see. Oh, I should be grabbing my feet here. And my back should look like this. Here we are, camel pose. Check. My friend pointed out a really interesting thing where when you approach the pose like this, your head tends to pop forward. It can't quite let go. It's like your head wants to be in charge and see what's going on and ordering the rest of your body around. George! <laughs> okay, arms go there. Back, bend this way. Yep, just like that. And again, this is where injuries can happen. And I felt it in my own body. It was a struggle and it was hurting. On the other hand, when your focus is on aligning your structure and building a strong foundation in your body, and you pay attention to all the little internal sensations without really trying to do a camel pose, naturally, your chest begins to open and your head drops back. And the pose just kind of happens almost as a side effect. You let your heart lead and your head falls back in trust and surrender. Beautiful metaphor, isn't it? So, in a weird way, when you see that perfect camel pose that somebody's doing, and you want to get that, you kind of have to set aside what you see and focus on what you can't see. The internal alignment of your bones and muscles. The sense of strong foundation and security. The rhythms of the inhales and the exhales and the feeling of opening up and letting go. None of these things have to do with reaching your hand back and grabbing your feet, which is the part that's visible. But this will happen as a result of the invisible processes that are going on. In time, your own expression of the pose will emerge, and somebody else will think it's cool and try to replicate it. But everyone has to find their own invisible processes and work on them from the inside out. What you see on the outside, the external forms, might give you a container and a goal. Ah, I want to do the camel pose. I want to work on it. So it's good. 
but the invisible space inside you is where all the juicy magic happens. And what's visible on the outside is the icing on the cake. And so that's what this little pose taught me on that rainy Saturday morning. So cake and icing. Let's talk about that. The cake is where the real substance is and where all the hard work of preparing and baking went into. And it's what's gone through a process of total transformation under the stress of extreme heat and pressure from its liquidy and shapeless existence to proud, strong, and independent cakehood. And it's earned that firmness and the structural integrity, and the moistness, and melt-in-the-mouth soft texture, and the perfect blending of all the flavors. Okay, the point is, the cake is really where it's at. But it gets hidden underneath the icing, and the icing is all you can see on the outside. And the trouble begins when we mistake the icing for the cake. I mean, imagine you see someone with a nice, scrumptious chocolate cake with raspberries on top, and you decide you want that, you're gonna make one. You have no idea what kind of work goes into making a cake. You don't even have an oven. But you see the chocolate icing and the raspberries, and you've measured and drawn the shape of the thing on a piece of paper. So how hard can it be? And you go and buy like five cans of chocolate icing and you start putting it on the plate precisely according to the measurements. And... It doesn't look quite right. Oh, maybe because I forgot to put the raspberries on the top. Ta-da! Well, enjoy your pile of chocolate icing. It's a silly example, I know, but I do have a point, I promise. I've noticed that a lot of the time, we get caught up in what we see, and we operate entirely 
on the level of these surface forms, the icing, and miss the whole cake. You see the success that somebody has with an idea or a product they made, and you go, that's it. That is the secret to success. I'm going to make the next dating app for dogs. <laughs> or you hear about this new diet or exercise regimen that's all the rage these days, and you go, oh, that's what I was missing. Finally, this will change my life. I mean, this is how advertising often works. It lures you in with the icing, but there isn't always substance that you thought you were getting. And you're left dissatisfied and wanting more. You take the first bite of that pile of chocolate icing with excitement. And it might taste good in the beginning, but eventually you notice something is off. Maybe it's the flavor? Maybe I'll try strawberry icing this time. Or vanilla. Or pistachio with turmeric and ginger to spice things up. But you still haven't tasted real cake. And as Billie Eilish would say, And now I got a bellyache. Ow. An example of how I've seen this play out in real life is with some of the events that we've put together in my community that's been very successful. And people from the outside see that glamour and the shining final product, the icing on the cake. And sometimes they just try to copy the format of it because that's where they think the success is coming from. Oh, it's this new brilliant idea. That's the secret. And if we were in the business of selling these ideas, that's how we would advertise it too. But the thing is, it doesn't work when you do it like that because you've got it backwards. You're going after the icing and not the cake. The cake is the thousands of hours of work and effort we put into it. And the love we have for that common goal that inspired us to put in that much work. And the strong bond between the team members. And the core values that we shared and we sought to live by that held everything together. Like an egg and the cake or flax meal for those of you who are vegan out there. And the big and small transformation that each of us willingly went through when we threw ourselves into the heat and the pressure of the metaphorical oven. Only then, we put the icing on it to share with the world. So, like with the yoga pose example, when you see this beautiful, shiny icing on the cake, and you're inspired and you want that for yourself too. Keep that as a goal. But you also have to set aside what you see and work on those things you might not yet have the eyes to see. And the thing is, this stuff takes time to cultivate and for it to emerge. I mean, you can't just conjure up love or community overnight. Even those words were so used to thinking of them as objects of achievement, like when we say, I want love in my life, or I want a community. But these are live processes that emerge in mysterious ways, and they don't exist in vacuum. Just like baking is a live process that's mysterious to a lot of us, and it happens in a larger context of who we are as bakers, and what kind of kitchen we have, 
and what our values and goals are. What are we going to do with our cake? Are we going to sell it? Are we going to give it away? Are we going to invite people over and have a big party? Then we need a recipe, and we have to gather the right ingredients and tools, and maybe we don't always find everything we expected to find. And maybe sometimes unexpected things show up, and we dance with it. If life gives you chili peppers instead of lemons, you make the best damn spicy chocolate cake. And then there's the actual work, using of our skills, learning of new skills, trial and error, lots of failures, experiments. Does it sound like a lot of work? Because it is. But I think it's worth it. You can always just say, screw it, and dab icing all over the cake pan. But then again, you'd be missing the whole cake. And what fun is life without cake? Seriously. So, put on your chef's hat, and let's get baking, shall we? Well, I hope I didn't lose you in all this cake talk. I mean, I, I just really love cake. Mmm, chocolate. So, now I'm starting to think, I should have named this podcast Cake Prints instead of Soul Prints. The imagery is more vivid for sure. And really, this whole podcast is an exploration of how to live the most authentic and soulful life that is radiating from inside out. If you didn't know that's what it's about, well, that's what it's about. Baking the best cake. The most authentic, original, delicious cake that is each of our lives. And within that, there's smaller cakes, the goals we pursue, our relationships, our career. And within those, even smaller cakes, the projects you might be working on, certain phases of relationships, what you do with those people, the little events and daily interactions. It's a wonderful world of recursive cake we live in. This podcast is like a little cake pop for me. Within the bigger stream, the bigger cake of my goals and vision for growth and learning and my contribution to the world. Another little cake pop I'm starting to make is a concert I'm planning with my community orchestra next year. I'm going to play a piano concerto, which has been on my bucket list for many years. And I said yes right away when the offer came in because I was so excited, which is good. But then I caught myself already imagining the icing, the dress I'm going to wear, the spotlight on me, my perfectly impressive performance, and how everyone's going to be touched and they're going to cheer me on. And when it comes time to actually start making the cake, you know, practicing and actually preparing for it, I realized I'm not as enthusiastic about it. And so I got it backwards. And I know exactly what's going to happen because it's happened over and over again. I'm going to practice just enough to be able to put on a show. And because I don't have a solid foundation, I'm going to be insecure. Terrible stage fright kicks in, and I perform at 70% at best. And what's worse is I don't get to fully 
live the moments on the stage because I'm too busy worrying about the next difficult part I might mess up. I'm not playing the music. I'm playing with my mind. What's the point? It's like I got so fixated on what kind of icing I'm going to present that I'm serving half-baked cake and it implodes and spills all over the table. It's a mess. And I don't feel good about it. So I want to do it differently this time. I want to reverse my priorities from fixating on the icing to actually baking the cake properly, which will be hard because that's not how I'm used to doing music. So wish me luck. The one thing that I did do that I'm happy about is to pick the piece that I really wanted to get to know and relate with instead of this other option that would be more impressive and flashier but didn't really speak to me. And in a weird way, even though I'm aiming for that performance and that's my goal, it's not really my primary goal. My primary goal is to relate with this piece of music deeply and to let my own expression of it emerge. Only then, I'll have something worth sharing. A fully baked cake. I mean, it's just courtesy if I'm inviting people to come taste my cake that it's fully baked, right? So I'm practicing turning my attention inward, where the only true gauge of success is how fully I showed up, how fully I baked that cake. This way, I can start to fill my life from inside out. And no external thing or circumstance can take that away from me. So, what are the cakes and mini cake pops you're baking in your life right now? And how will you choose to bake it? How will you show up? Will it be a carefully crafted artisan cake made with love and a dash of cocoa powder? Will it be more like the mass-produced supermarket birthday cakes? Will it be half-baked and still runny inside? Whatever you do, I hope you won't be making a three-foot pile of icing. Alright guys, have fun with this. Think about the wonderful world of recursive cake. That's my favorite quote from today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you later. Soulfully yours. Yours.